Hello and welcome to another episode of Technobabble, the show where we talk about technology, the developments, the gadgets, the gizmos, and the impacts it will have on our lives. And I am your host, Mike King. Joining me is my co-pilot, Richard Reeder. Ready to navigate, Captain. <laughs> aye, aye, Skipper. <laughs> so... Hey, I'm not Gilligan, okay? I'm just setting that right now. I'm not being Gilligan, not this time, not after what we what you did to me last time. <laughs> oh, if we get stuck on a uh, we get stuck on a uh, island, you're going to be my Marianne or Ginger. Ooh, that's dark. That's <laughs> dark. <laughs> I'm not going to put you to work. <laughs> I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> so, a lot of stuff has happened in the uh time since we've last spoken with you fine amazing people about the things going on in the world there is a new movie coming out or a movie that is out we may do a review about it it may be friggin awesome and well the the movie not the review oh of course <laughs> i mean one has us in it and the other's good so and now well there are some fantastic developments going on i like to uh share good news and you know what you know what is good news when you have to go to the doctor to get a clean bill of health and the bad news that always comes with that is he has to bring out the friggin needles so there's a device out there that gives you one less thing to sweat about it's a smart sweatband that gives medical technicians instant information that once required hours of lab work it's a small sensor array that fits inside a sweatband or the back of a watch which you know if you got like sweaty wrists eventually from walking or running your if you wear a watch it'll stick to your wrist and this device will measure changes in your sweat and send that information to a handheld device which technicians can use to immediately diagnose dehydration muscle fatigue and other body changes brought on by intense physical activity so the cool thing is you can get a physical while you know getting physical 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 i mean like as long as it's making you sweat i guess it's doing its job and so uh, what is it measuring okay it's a the device chemistry that, it's a device that measures four chemicals in a person's sweat sodium potassium glucose and lactate which isn't milk but it's like this acid that your muscles exude when they're uh used like have you ever uh if you have you rich have you gone to the gym or worked out uh, like ever i guess when i was a kid not in a long time. Okay, but uh, like, have you like you've worked out to the point where like your legs or your arms hurt? Like it feels oh, like oh hell yeah, you're like burning? less than a week ago. Less than a week ago. Yeah, well, that burning is literally acid, lactic acid, yeah. exuded by your muscles. Yep. And by measuring, I knew that. Thank you, Bill Nye, the science guy. Sweet. By measuring these levels individually or in combination, this device can determine the changes going on inside the bodies of people wearing the device while they exercised. Now they say exercise, but come on, I mean, like if you if you just wear this thing while you're getting like a bow, chicka, bow, bow, like the end result is the same. Now previously to get the same information, they had to gather a blood sample and measure the same chemical levels in a lab, a process that took hours. But by converting it to data that can be streamed to a phone, obviously it can be calculated a whole lot quicker. And this was developed by the University of California. Berkeley, and I think it's just a pretty cool device. 
Meaning you just put on a sweatband, you can avoid going to the doctor. A, do sweat, a sweatband a day keeps the doctor away? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, things like this are definitely pretty cool. And I mean, there's wearable technologies, no matter what it's doing, is catching on. Like, everything does something nowadays. They've got heated sweaters and stuff now, too, right? So I, I love I love the idea of connected clothing and, and um, you know, accessories that uh, help monitor your health or, or whatever. Like, uh, the more we know, the better, right? And it's really cool, especially if you're going to be working out and, you know, if you're taking it seriously, then devices like this and others similar to this uh, become a real asset to you. Yep. What about you? You got anything that can segue from that, or are we just going to have to take like a sharp departure to whatever you've got? Oh, definitely a sharp departure. You're, you're on like, I think you're on like biobabble. I'm over here on technobabble, so. It's technology that you use apply with by. It's technology you apply to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuses. Excuses. It suits zip, our, it. zip it. It technically zip it. fits our mandate. Zip it. Zip it. <laughs> zip it. Zip it. Zip it. comes along. Zip. You must zip, zip it. Zip it good. <laughs> Um, no, so, uh, do you remember, <laughs> this is a terrible segue, uh, do you remember the, uh, company Viewmaster from when oh, you yes, were Oh, yes, the kid? little red things that you would, uh, slip over your eyes with a paper disc with little tiny micro pictures in it, and you exactly. would, like, slide that orange thing, and, oh, I remember so many fun things with that, like, I saw, like, Mickey Mouse, saw some Disneyland stuff with that. Hey, man. It's like a vacation, it's like a vacation in your yeah. living room. Yeah. So uh, last year, um, and I actually vaguely kind of remember this, although I wish I was paying more attention because this is freaking awesome. Um, but last year, Viewmaster released their Viewmaster VR, which was basically a uh, Google Cardboard packaged in with um, some, uh, I guess, like a software code or something like that, basically where you would put your phone into the Google Cardboard and it would be a virtual reality Viewmaster and you could go and look at different places around the world or whatever kind of pictures they used to have on Viewmasters, except now it's in virtual reality because of Google Cardboard. Now, the new version that they have just released or are releasing very shortly is called the Viewmaster Viewer DLX. Now... This one has been uh, changed a little bit to uh, better accommodate different size smartphones, especially with uh, more phablets around. Needed to be, I guess, a little bigger. Uh, but do, basically, do, does it does it come in DLS DL DLXXL? I don't know. Is DLX it's going not, to give it to I, you? It's going I to know. give it to you. What? Going to give it Jesus to you? Jesus Christ! It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not uh, glasses friendly, though. I know that. That's what they said on the news article that I so read. So it's it technology on. that's alienating nerds. Great first step. No, it's just t alienating nerds who are too self-conscious to put uh, contacts in. Hey, <laughs> anyway. glasses can be sexy, okay? Anyway. Just so saying, basically these... as someone who uh, dons spectacles instead of contacts. I, who does? I, me. Oh, I do I, too. I, I wear glasses. So I... I wear glasses. Yeah, well, I mean, so... I, I should wear glasses. I have yeah, glasses. I don't really wear them. Got something sexy to take off so the ladies know when I'm being serious. <laughs> All right. And right back on track. So basically, this Viewmaster... Um, is freaking amazing because, first of all, you can do all of these virtual reality tours and whatever, and that that's all fun and games, right? You know, that's fine for one person. But now they've created a way to make it 
a multiplayer experience. Yes, the Viewmaster is now a two-player game. Mike, picture this. A link cable between these two things? No, not at all. <laughs> not, that would be stupid. Uh, why would you say such a stupid thing? That's next year's release. Uh, picture this. We've been talking about escape rooms recently. You're in an escape room. You have your virtual reality set on, so you're in a room. It becomes an escape room. In order to get out of said escape room, you have to communicate with me, who has the, uh, well, I think they call it real, R-E-E-L, expansion kit. And you have to tell me what you're seeing in this room for me to be able to look onto uh, different ciphers. And it comes with, uh, you know, in invisible ink and all these different codes and clues and all these this oh, so you like... have to communicate with me and then i tell you what clues mean what what to look for and the so, whole game is based on communication so picture yourself in an escape room and only being able to get out of that escape room because of a walkie-talkie and talking to somebody who's not even in there has no idea what anything in there looks like but has all the instructions on how to get out of there so I you have like to it. It's like Oracle from it's like Oracle from the DC comics, where exactly. like she's stuck in her place, giving you all the information so you can figure out your uh, stuff oh. on your own. And wait, it gets better because you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I think that this might have to be something when it is released later this year. I believe it's going to be released in quarter three, quarter four, two thousand sixteen. Uh, this may just be something that uh, the Ottawa Geek Follow Boys might have to get because the Viewmaster. Viewer DLX starts at an outrageous price of only forty dollars. Fuck! The we can escape, get on this. The escape the labyrinth real expansion set starts at a mere twenty dollars, and the old VR Master, which is compatible with these new games, is thirty dollars or less. Yeah, I think that we can accommodate this. As a as a product review, can we do a product review show? I don't think we could do a product review show, but we could throw it up on a show. We can make a product review episode of Technobabble. Exactly. And if, and if we have other affordable tech devices, then we could spin that off into our own show. We could do like unboxing and anyway. And then if we get strapped for a, we get uh, we get strapped for creativity, then we can skip to boxing videos where we just beat the shit out of each other for her listeners' entertainment. <laughs> I hope not. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, we, but, need, um, we need to get these numbers up. Put the mouth guard in. Oh, fuck, I don't like this. Yeah, I really do think that when this comes out, we definitely need to have some sort of a un unboxing and, and video of us trying this, an audio podcast of our experience or something, because this is definitely something that would be really fun to play around with. <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, I think us... Uh, I'm calling you out, Mr. Ninja Gaida. We're calling you out. We're pitching on this. And then somebody will have to buy out the other two-thirds of it to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Which really isn't that hard because, I mean, you're looking at 60 bucks all in. Or 50 if you're using the uh, old VR set. Or less if you already own a Google Cardboard. Or if we can make one or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty darn cool. All right, well, what do you got next? Okay, well. What else you got? Speaking of cool, uh, I don't know if you've been outside the last couple of days in Ottawa, but it's gotten kind of shitty outside. Last it was beautiful week. today. 
uh, until about four o'clock. Yeah, only for about an hour it snowed. Yeah, but still there's remains of that snow all over the place. Eh, it's not that bad if you don't have to leave the house, Holmes. Oh, yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> some people have productivity that takes them outside their house. Now You have to prob- plan your days off around the weather, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the office would be like, well, nobody's coming in today, so we're just going to lose thousands of dollars just doing sweet piss all. <laughs> you know, because some people don't want to skid around outside. Exactly. Well, with the snow, if it gets driven on long enough, it gets hardened into ice. Now... With ice all over the place and cars just like sliding around, becoming pinballs, it is not good. <laughs> like the snowstorm that happened a couple of days ago caused like 80 accidents halfway through the day. Like it wasn't even half over yet and they were already receiving like 30 more accidents than they usually do throughout the province. Really? Yep. Now, what I would like to do is like, you know, there is a road that uh, has de-icing technology in it. And it's been around for a couple decades now. Called what? The, the Autobahn in Germany. You're kidding. You're yeah. kidding. Yeah, it's got like heating coils underneath so that it never freezes over. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. I wonder how much that cost. It was a lot, but it was worth it because uh, during the war, like the Allies bombed the shit out of it. But because it, they, it also had like a modular design, so they could also just swap out the parts that got bombed, bring it back, and keep the uh, supply lines going. Huh. It was part of uh, what made Germany such like a small but fierce country. Like for all you did to them, they were able to recover and engineer solutions incredibly efficiently. So what we have here in Canada, because I guess we didn't want to adopt any Nazi technology, even the few good things, we have developed something called de-icing concrete. And uh, in the past. Road builders have had to install cables and pipes and bridges to melt ice and snow, but so far these systems have the systems have been expensive and unreliable. But the University of Nebraska Lincoln has mixed in steel shavings and carbon, which allow the material to conduct an electric current. So simply putting turning on power and connecting it to these roads heats up the slabs and melts the ice and snow. This is the first material to be used with a bridge within a bridge that conducts electricity throughout all the concrete. Even if traffic wears away a part of the roadway, the electricity will continue to flow and the concrete continues to melt ice and snow. The university reached now you may think, well yeah, but will it stand the test of time? Listen up. The university researchers have been testing this material for more than 13 years on a busy 150-foot bridge. The concrete has been melting snow and ice on its own without a problem since 2002. Wow. Now, the bridge uses about, now you may think, well, that juice costs money. The snow melting road isn't cheap. $300 per cubic yard, it's more than twice the price of regular concrete. Now, and it uses about $250 in electricity over a typical three-day storm, but that's still a fraction of the cost of de-icing chemicals that are used to do the same job. Not to mention the fact that when you're plowing and de-icing all the time, you're also damaging the road, which then you have to repair with asphalt and tar and whatnot later, and you have to pay for those chemicals and those trucks and that gas and those employees. Yep, this just saves a shit ton in infrastructure costs. Exactly. Now, they admit that it's not economical to electrify an entire highway, but since bridges and highway ramps will freeze more quickly than roads, 
This concrete mixed electric concrete is a bargain to make them safer in freezing weather. And the UNL team at the University of Nebraska and whatever is now demonstrating their technology to the Federal Aviation Administration with the goal of using their invention for the tarmac at a major airport. Now, mm. the last thing you need is a friggin' plane to slip on ice and flip over. Or whatever they do when they... So they've been the testing this for 13 years, but they haven't put it into effect at any airports yet. Even as a test run? That seems a little ridiculous. I guess they needed to have, like, a whole lot of reliable data just so that they could take it to these people and go, like, well, we're not going to, like, uh, load up a t our tarmac with, like, twice as expensive concrete without making sure that it can withstand regular temperatures, that it won't break, like, that it's... Uh, yeah, I guess. It's a heavy investment because tarmacs are kind of friggin' big. And when this is $300 for, what was it again? A square yard. A cubic yard. Cubic yard, sorry. Yeah. So laying this shit down on a tarmac, it's going to rack up the bill a bit. Yeah. And plus the uh, cost of electricity. But, again, de-icing. How fast does it melt stuff? Because, I mean... Technically, when you do, okay, you know, like the next plane la is landing, uh, you know, if you're at like a slow airport at least, next plane land, it's in four hours. We'll turn the heat on in, you know, two and a half hours. It'll be fine. We don't have to leave it on the whole day, well, you know? I'm looking at a picture of the uh, university where they have like a stretch of it uh, just, you know, out in the yard. Uh -huh. And the snow seems to be about like three feet deep. And the concrete seems to be like just uh, a little wet in some spots. Huh. That's so crazy. It does its it does its job. I've seen uh, I know that there I think it was God, it must be six months ago now. I read an article about somewhere in Switzerland they've been testing out um, like roads that glow in the dark. So that all the lines on the road are phosphorus. Wasn't that like our or, second uh, uh, Something luminescent? Yeah, Lumin bioluminescent paint. Didn't we yeah, do an episode No, but on it's this? like the actual, like, the actual, the whole road or something like that. Is, it's got the bioluminescence mixed in with the actual concrete and asphalt so that the whole road glows. So that you don't even need streetlights. Yeah. It's just a nice ambience. I'm pretty sure that was our second or third episode that we talked about that. I think that was paint, but anyway, something like that, you know, you put those two things together, you're, you're doing good. Okay, so what about you? Well, speaking of roads, have you heard of our friend Andy Rubin? Mm, I've heard of Rick Rubin. Andy Rubin, wow, that's terrible on you. Oh my God, you should not be on this show. Andy Rubin is the co-founder of Google. I love his cubes. He's... He's the co-founder of uh, Google, and he wants to give you a free dash cam for your car in exchange for all the data on it. Huh. Constantly. Forever. All he has to do is buy me a car to put it in, and I'll be happy. Yeah. So essentially, um, ever since he left uh, Google, he's been uh, rumored to be doing a new cell phone company or a new cell phone product of some kind. And while he didn't say anything about that he is talking about this new venture he's trying to put forth where basically he's going to offer people uh a, like i said a free dash cam for their car uh and then all of the data from that will be sent up to the google cloud or out to the google cloud and then immediately 
uh, integrated into their mapping software and stuff like that. So that basically, I guess his ideal dream is with enough people doing this, you're basically you basically have a real time visual map of Earth. Everywhere there are roads, everywhere there are these dash cams, you will have a a live map. It's a picture. It is like live Google Street Maps. You know, you'd be able to do uh, live accident updates, live traffic and congestion updates. Um, you know, different because Google Streets as it is now is is a, a moment in time, right? You're you're looking at something at a moment in time, but to be able to go there to go onto your computer and be like, this is what this looks like right now. You know, not not two years ago when they took this picture. If they could add things, yeah, if they could, like, uh, put uh, aggregators on it for certain uh, data things, you could find out which roads are experiencing construction, uh, horrible ice conditions, just exactly. by seeing which cars are not able to move. Exactly, exactly. And by you could also put more traffic pileups um, and shit. If you put uh, like things like accelerometers and motion sensors and stuff like that into it, um, you would be able to tell based on the bumpiness of the road as well. Or if you put a app on the phone that was kind of like, uh, have you ever heard of Waze? W A Z E, Waze no. GPS assistant. It's actually one of my favorites because it tells you. Uh, in the app while you're driving, you can actually tell it, hey, there's a stoplight camera on this streetlight. Hey, there's a you know speed trap over here. There's a, um, a radar uh, sign that tells you how fast you're going. There's an accident. There's this, there's that. And then when other drivers are driving around in your city and they get to those, you're notified before you get to it. I remember when I used to use it on my way to work, it would be like, hey, you know, 300 meters until there's a traffic light with a camera on it, be careful. Or, hey, there's cops up here hiding in a corner, you know? Or, you know, there's construction up here, and it's all, it was all user done. All of these things were done by the users. So if some, if, if um, Andy Rubin's company could come up with a, uh, you know, if they got the API or uh, approval to use actual Google Maps and integrate some sort of dashboard over top of Google Maps to be like, while I'm doing the turn-by-turn uh, -turn navigation, I can add in little, like, just things that they say, like construction here, traffic heavy here, or whatever, based on your speed, all these things. It, th this could really become huge and really big. Plus the fact that if you get in an accident, you've got a dash cam on your, on your car. And Google saw that shit, man. If Google yeah. sees it, it's, it's totally right. Oh, it's great for insurance. Exactly. Like you want to say, like that guy, that guy actually backed up his car and rammed me. Boom! Exactly. You got, the you got the evidence letting him know he did that, or no, he didn't. Exactly. See, so I think that's really freaking cool. Uh, obviously, you don't have a car, so I, and I don't think he's ready to put it on bikes yet. So I guess bike you're kind paths of need to be mapped out too. Google uses bike paths on their. Uh, I've actually service. seen one of those Google bikes in Ottawa. It was really funny. There's a Google pretty, bike? I, yeah. Have you never seen them? I'm pretty sure they exist. Like, I'm almost positive they exist. It's like the Google um, car, but it's with a bike, and people just ride it around, and it's got cameras on the back of it, and they do 360-degree cameras. It's like a trike, I believe. Huh. I, I, could, I could be making this up. Uh, my memory, you know, is sometimes lacking, but I'm, like, 90% positive that this exists. That would be so. a great way to earn a little side money.
just hit down the uh, the various bike paths in Ottawa and see uh, see how much Mapping money out. I can make mapping it out. And then on top of that, you could take a second job doing um, uh, bike courier services. <laughs> and then they can get like a nice, uh, and then with the cameras, they'll get a nice shot of the uh, guys that will roll me for fun for driving such a stupid looking bike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> that's, that's it for that one. Okay. Well, uh, you know how I like to talk about how people are using amazing uh, medical technologies to take old diseases and say, like, fuck you, you're not going to kill people. We're going to take you to fix people. I think we've talked about uh, people using. Uh, a form of herpes to fight AIDS or a form of malaria to fight cancer. So kind of like turning somebody who could be thought as a villain into a superhero by putting them on a team with very extremely special students. And, and sounds people, sounds yeah. very familiar. And, and these diseases would leave a pool of dead mm. around them. Kind of sounds like a familiar <laughs> metaphor here. I wonder what we could be referencing. And, well, this one is using a cancer treatment that shows remarkable ability to reverse multiple sclerosis symptoms. Now, the treatment, called hematopoietic stem cell transplant, or HSCT, destroys a faulty immune system in cancer patients and then uses the stem cell transplant to rebuild it effectively rebooting the immune system in patients. Now that's important because multiple sclerosis is a neurological disorder that causes the immune system to attack the linings of nerves and the spinal cord. Basically your own body, for those unfamiliar with multiple sclerosis, it basically your body decides you are an invader and does its level best to murder you by attacking your nerves and your spinal cord, essentially debilitating you, because it doesn't know what team it's playing for. Now, Yikes. one of the patients tested went from a marathon runner to needing a wheelchair and 24-hour nursing care within a year of being diagnosed with MS. Four days after this treatment, he was able to move his toes and was able to stand on his own four months later. Now, hospitals in the UK, US, Sweden, and Brazil are taking part in international trials gauging the long-term benefits of the procedure. As with cancer patients, those with MS would need to endure multiple rounds of chemotherapy to effectively destroy the old, faulty immune system before this transplant can reboot it and give you a new one. One that knows its friggin' place. That's nuts. So yeah, taking your T-cells and whipping them like B-cells, bitch cells. That's friggin' really cool. I like it. The more they can, the more they they do this, the better, right? I mean, you're just splicing and dicing and and turning them around and making them do what you want, and you know, it slices, it dices. All it, it's yeah. a geneticist. All it takes is all it takes is maximum effort. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah. And speaking of uh, maximum effort, when you get a oculus rift you will be using maximum effort to keep that thing up on your head because it looks heavy but on the plus side 
They have just announced, uh, I believe it was a little over a week ago, that the Oculus Rift will have PC bundles. Are, does this sound interesting at all to you? Are you going to be into this Oculus Rift gaming craze that is upon us? I don't know. I saw some VR stuff at the exhibition a while ago. And uh, and when I say a while ago, I think I mean like 15 friggin' years ago. It just didn't seem very impressive then. Looking at it now, like the concept of still strapping something onto your face and like waving your arms around to interact with fake objects... But you're not necessarily waving your arms around because it comes with an Xbox One controller. Okay, well still, like, you can just take, like, a little TV and strap, put it on a pair of glasses and strap that to your head. I'm not, I'm not impressed. I'm going to have to see some, uh, I'm going to have to see some proof of concept. Well, we've already talked about the fact that the uh, Oculus Rift is going to be $599, uh, $599, correct? I guess. Okay. Uh, and that does include the Xbox controller and remote, as well as comes with, I believe, one game. Possibly two if you get the pre-order. Uh, however, now Oculus has revealed that uh, PC bundles from companies such as Asus, Alienware, and Dell are coming out soon. Uh, so basically, on the low end here, and these are computers that are specifically, um, like, amped up and, and, you know, built to be able to handle the VR graphics and, and running the two screens of the Oculus Rift or whatever, right? Uh, so on the low end, you're looking at around $1,499 for the Asus G11CD-B11. It's a glorious name. Uh, which has a core i5 CPU, 8 gigs of RAM, and 1 terabyte hard drive, and comes with an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 970, 4 gigabytes of onboard memory. Go fuck yourself, Mike. That's actually a pretty uh, pretty decent little computer, and for $1,499, that's actually including the $600 Oculus Rift. So basically, that computer's only costing you, like, what, $800? Or something and like that. Eight hundred dollar computer that, and the whole thing is in the glasses, or like fit that fits onto the glasses, or right. are you still tethered to this computer and the glasses? Uh, is it like no a cable? I don't actually. I th- is it I a think... cable or is it Bluetooth that sends the uh, signal? Well, it's definitely not Bluetooth. So Bluetooth in other words, there's a cable. Do Wi-Fi? I don't actually know. Huh. It would be nice to know if you're tethered to this fucking thing. It doesn't, like, in all the pictures I've ever seen, I've never seen a, a cord, except for, like, the original, like, prototype units and stuff that they were doing. Hmm. hmm. But anyway. Uh, and how, and far then, away, how far can you walk away? Like, if you want to get a sandwich, like, how far until the signal cuts out? I mean, well, I don't like, know I how imagine... far until you fall off the edge of whatever you're doing if you're walking around with your Oculus. Oh, how do you know you're going to your or... kitchen? Exactly. Well, you do muscle memory. I mean, you live in your house long enough. You, you should know where things are. That's how blind people get around. <laughs> anyway, so on the high end, you can get a uh, an Alienware Area 51 series computer. And I, I love Alienware. Have you ever see, seen an Alienware computer? Uh, They've got like glowy parts all over them and they glow green and stuff and purple and red and it's so cool. I'm looking at something green, purple and red right now and that's our next article, but I'll wait for you to finish. Okay, then. Uh, So this starts at $3,149.98. This is a big bad boy here. Comes with an i7, 
six gigs or 16 gigs of ram a two terabyte hard drive and a 128 gigabyte uh, solid state drive as well as an nvidia geforce gtx 980 with four gigs of onboard memory all wrapped up in a sweet little uh liquid cooled package i believe uh and all of these come with the two games called lucky's tale and as a pre-order bonus you get eve valkyrie which i believe is some sort of a um like was it like a mech or a space shooter or something like that i believe mm. seemed kind of cool actually when uh, when they were showing that off that one would be one that i would play for sure and it's only 99.99.99 okay there mike the tv <laughs> i heard the rebooting that series rebooting reboot yeah what do you uh, have up next okay uh well we were talking about uh fixing genetic stuff before and uh, are you familiar with Lou Gehrig's disease or the concept of it? Does it have something to do with the Hulk? <laughs> yes, I've got Lou Ferrigno's disease. Whenever <laughs> I get upset, I get big and green and I rip all my clothes. <laughs> and I have a stressful job, so it's really not conducive. I mean, if, if, I, mean if I didn't own the place, I'm pretty sure they'd fire me. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it, though. Uh, well, you've heard of ALS. Remember the Ice Bucket Challenge? Yes. So, researchers announced that they have essentially stopped the progression of amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS, or Lutz Gehrig's disease, for nearly two years, allowing mice to approach their normal lifespan. Scientists at Oregon State University have said that their findings are some of the most compelling ever produced in the search for a therapy to help the sufferers of ALS. See, in the decades of work, no treatment has been discovered for ALS that can do anything but prolong survival for less than a month. The mouse model used in this study is one that scientists believe may, can, may closely resemble the human reaction to this treatment. Now see, ALS is known to be the cause, is caused by the death and deterioration of motor neurons in the spinal cord, which has been linked to mutations in copper, zinc, superoxide, dimutase. Now, copper ATSM is a known compound that delivers copper specifically to cells with damaged mitochondria, and it reaches the spinal cord where it's needed to treat ALS. This compound has low toxicity, easily penetrates the blood-brain barrier, and is already used in human medicine at much lower doses for other purposes, and is tolerated in laboratory animals at higher levels. Now... We all know that putting metals in the body is typically not good. We've heard about lead, mercury, all that shit that can happen, right? But the copper delivered here that's not needed after it's uh, used is quickly flushed out of the body. So they have found a way to get a molecule to deliver, the co to deliver copper to where it needs to be to line the cells, which get deteriorated. Huh. So by giving them a nice little copper shield, like the parliament, like the parliament building... Huh. You can now basically protect your your cells like the screen of your phone. Interesting. Which, if you have no other topics, I can just immediately use that to segue to. Go for it. Now, speaking of coding something to protect it... That's what I told her. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what kind of screen protector do you have on your phone? Or None. You go, you go raw dog? Yeah, I, no, I just took it off because it had uh, it had a lot of bubbles in it, and the top of it was peeling anyway because I just broke my case because I had one of those cheap eBay um, what is it, OtterBox knockoffs. But yeah, well, 
Exactly. Bubbles. What the hell is up with bubbles? Why the hell can't this thing just, you know, why can't you just, why can't you just cover this thing? Why can't you just cover your phone with the damn protector and not have to worry about bubbles? Well, you know what? You can. There's a protector called Crystal with a K and two L's that is made in Malaysia, and it's a clever liquid solution. You pop open this kit, clean your phone's screen with the alcohol wipe, dry it off, then apply this magic solution with the provided pad, polish it on evenly, wait for a couple minutes, polish with the cloth again, and a minute later you will have a protective layer on your phone that's completely invisible. Now the majority of the top screen protectors on the market boast a hardness rating of 9H, and a diamond is 10. Whose dick do I have to suck to get this shit? How much is this? I found it on Amazon for like 23 bucks, 25 to 35 bucks. Oh, fuck that. Unless I can get it on eBay for like $1.90 for two, I'm good. (laughs) Oh, jeez. It safeguards your screen from minor scratches of the kind typically caused by keys in the pocket, and it can prevent much, much worse. A demonstrator at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona attacked his iPhone 6 with gusto using scissors and keys, and there was no scarring on the screen whatsoever. Wow. And I've also seen videos of guys taking a hammer to this thing and pounding the shit out of it like 19 to 25 times and causing no scratches, no dents, no indentations, no... That'd be funny, though, if the rest of the the phone completely collapsed around the screen, but the LCD was fine. (laughs) There's nothing. It's all just dust and an LCD. (laughs) The guy picks up the phone and you see, like, you see dust coming out of the port at the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's not only uh, tough. All we said was it's a screen protector. Yeah, I mean, what do you want, the world? (laughs) And so it leaves a nice gloss finish, and it also makes the screen a great deal less prone to fingerprints, smudges, and greasy smears. Now, if you think this is all talking bullshit, I have applied this to my Samsung Galaxy S3, and so far, it delivers on everything. It doesn't collect dust that can't just be taken off with a minimum of effort, no smudges. Have you, like, you must have had some cases where you get smudges or stains on your screen, and whatever you can, whatever you do, you just can't get it off. Yep. That's what he said. To, that's what she said. And, well, not with this. This is so, just... <laughs> have you done the hammer test yet? Fuck no. Well, come on. You, you were the one that wanted to do, like, a product review show. Review the product, motherfucker. Give me a product to review that I can... You just do, bought it. ...do without. You just bought it. So... <laughs> Get out the hammer. I'm yep. bringing my hammer on Friday. Yeah, it says if you head over to, if you head if you head over to Amazon, you can find the Crystal Smartphone Liquid Screen Protector for just fifteen dollars, but it's usually thirty. So this offer may have expired at the time of reading it. Now there's also a tablet-sized version, which is just like a bigger pad with more, with more solution in it, and that retails for fifty dollars. And is this one-time only application? It says that you have to do it. You have to put it on after a year. But basically, giving... but I mean, like when when I buy the pack, there's only enough for one application. Yes, one application for a year, mm. and it lasts a year before you have to uh, before you have to do anything. And I have this thing, and it feels better than my last uh, phone screen. It was like a nice rubber sheet that you put on, and it got bubbles in it. It peeled away. Uh, then my fucking dad tried to. Uh, he was going. He was going on a binge one day to like clean everything in the house with alcohol, like the windows, 
and stuff like that. And he saw like the phones, and he's like, "Well, that's a that's a reflective surface." Uh-huh. And he, al- he alcoholed it, and it just fucking smeared and milky, whatever alcohol in this rubber thing did not mix well. Hmm. So that's when I took it to the Rogers store and just like, can I do? Do you do you carry Samsung S3 screen protectors? And I was just pissed off that you have to like get screen protectors just the same size and shape. Otherwise, it will cover the camera screen or it will black out your your lens or just not fit because it's a slightly different phones, slightly different sizes, different layouts for all the parts. True. God damn it. Why can't you just get one thing that goes on your fucking phone? And then they said, watch your language, sir. They so, didn't because they didn't say that. But then they just said, actually, we do have one thing that fits on every single size phone you've got. And they showed me this thing. They put it on. I couldn't believe my eyes. And it but what happens if it gets slick. into the microphone? It's okay. Really? I asked about it. She put it right over, and they're just like, "Is it? Is it going to be okay?" And she's like, "It's going to be okay." My huh. phone hasn't changed at all. It went over the camera. It went over the microphone, the speaker. Just hmm. didn't didn't fucking matter. You're gonna have to won- see if I can get a cheap Taiwanese knockoff of the uh, Malaysian product here. <laughs> and there's the same company uses the uh, a larger version of this solution to protect windshields in cars. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, now I'm down. Yeah. That's what they that's what they originally made it for, but then they just thought, how about we uh, shrink it down a bit? I still and with weather like this, sorry, a little bit of a tangent here. With weather like this, I mean, you don't have a car, so you don't understand, but why don't we have heated fucking wiper blades? Seriously. It's friggin' <laughs> ridiculous. We have or or like like, the heated back window has those stupid stripes in it, right? A, I'm pretty positive we can heat glass without those stupid strips nowadays. B, how come they don't put that shit on the fucking windshield? Why is it only on the back of the goddamn car? You know, like, we, we, we need to see through well, the again, front. We again, live in Canada where there's lots of freaking snow. Again, because of those elements that they have in there with the friggin' wire going through the screen, they figured it might, well, understandably, it would get in the way of your... But Damn that's what screen. I'm saying, though, is you don't necessarily you can, need yeah, that. Run it through the wipers. Run that heating element through the wipers. And, like, you turn on your car, it, um, I, it like, starts sloughing off the ice and exactly. shit. Exactly. And then you're never, you're never stuck with, like, a big glob of ice under one and, and you know, you two-centimeter part of your freaking wiper, you and then to, it's all blurry right yeah, in the middle of your sight. Yeah, while you're driving, then you've got to, like, lean out of the window of your car while driving... And like snap the wipers. Oh man, it's it's even worse too when uh, when you run out of friggin' washer fluid and you have to lean out the window to spray water over your friggin' windshield. I know it's like an action scene from a movie, except yeah, the... I've done that a couple of times over the past few weeks. One time, unfortunately, I did it while the car was still a little cold, like when I started up the car, and uh, I forgot to do it before I turned off the car. So I did it as soon as I started it up, and it immediately froze. All the water on the front of it, so I had to wait an extra like ten minutes before I could go anywhere. It was hilarious. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm not always the smartest one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think that about does it for this episode. Yep. All right, Mike. Well, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on the Playing with Power podcast. We're going to be uh, having some guests soon from other uh, video game podcasts. Hopefully get the uh, get the name out there. Because I think we got like like 30 listeners, maybe. It'd be nice to double that. 
or you know maybe get like pull pull down hey, some techno babble hey, numbers. You're not allowed to cross the fourth wall here, okay? You're you're not you're not you don't have the initials <laughs> WW. You don't wear red, okay? You wore the brown pants today. <laughs> hey, if I can find the right girl and the right guy, I can rock the initials DP. Are you wearing the white pants now? <laughs> okay. Okay, so the Playing With Fire podcast, you can find that on Facebook, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Nobex Radio, uh, maybe some other things. Just type it into whatever you use to listen to podcasts and find it. And if you don't, find me on Facebook and let me know. Hey, but if you can find me on Facebook, you can find it there, so quit your bitching. <laughs> All right, well, you can find me uh, at, at Reach 613 on Twitter. Um I also receive the updates from the Geek Fallout Twitter account. I haven't really been uh, using it that much because I'm kind of start trying to be in the process of, of getting a new phone. So I've st- slowly started to uninstall things from my one phone because it's getting a little laggy. Um, you can also find me on the Geek Fallout Productions Facebook page and on Technobabble and soon more. So uh, thank you very much for listening, and it is now safe to power off your device. Incoming call from Metro. No, no, no. Drop it. Brought to you by Geek Follow Productions in association with the Atomic Geeks Broadcasting Network.